0: Transforming Lives. As children
1: of God, we need to recognize that God is depending on you and me to serve Him. Amen. There's no plan B. If we don't serve, we show the world that we shouldn't serve.
0: Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory in Alexandria, Virginia a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making organization with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. Did not get up.
1: Get out. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, God, if it is possible, let this come fast. He didn't want to go to the cross, but he said, not my will, your will. Amen. You see, as children of God, we need to recognize that God is depending on you and me to serve Him. Amen? There's no plan B. If we don't serve, we show the world that we shouldn't serve. I heard a story, I think that was Pastor John in Dr. Silver Spring. I gave the story when he was in the Dominican Republic. He said, um, he went to, um, he was preaching there there that time, and, and one time he was going to church, and he saw this woman coming. She was walking, and he passed by her. She had a healthy child that was walking by her, and she had a, a crippled child in her arm. And she, he, he was concerned because he was trying to invite the woman to, to the service, and he said, um, Ma'am, where are you going? And she said, I'm going to worship my God. And he said, What God? And she, she explained to him, the God of the river. And um, he said he, he was inviting her to the service, but then he passed by her and she went. And when he was coming back, he saw the woman coming back home. And she was coming back, but she had a limb child in, in her hand. And he was, he was concerned. So he went and he said, ma'am, when you passed, what happened to your son, the, the cute little boy that was with you? She said, I, I, I sacrificed him to my God. The people of this world know that when you serve your God or the God that they serve, they give it their best. She didn't know God. She gave her healthy child to the God of the river, Some river. And you and I who know the God of creation, we are giving God the left hand the left over. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Look at what the Bible says, He said, Be not conformed to this word, but be transformed. Amen. Say, Be transformed. Say, Be transformed. Now, it tells us something. You see, the, 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 the word of God was written in such a way. During the time it was written, it was written in Aramaic. it was written in Greek, it was written, written in uh, uh, Hebrew. And um, this particular rendering, when you look at the word, Be transformed. You, if you and I who know English, a little bit of English, know that be is a passive voice, right? It's a passive word. And um, whenever the passive word is being used, it suggests that instead of you doing the action, you as the, 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 the subject is receiving the action. Amen? So basically when, when the Bible says be transformed, what the Bible is telling us is that you need to allow yourself to be changed. Amen. That means it's it is not saying change yourself. Amen. You, you you understand what I'm saying? It's not saying change yourself, because you see, we can't change ourselves. Man has been trying that for a long time and they have failed. Amen. You cannot change yourself, and some of us are even frustrated trying to change somebody else. Amen. You cannot. Amen. But the Bible says, allow yourself to be changed. And basically what it means then is that the Holy Spirit is the change agent of God. Amen. And if you will serve God the way God wants you to be served, I mean, wants to be served, you need to yield and submit yourself to the Holy Spirit so that He may use you to, change you to serve. Amen. Amen. Don't clutter yourself. Don't try to find ways not to search, but yield. Amen. I have found that there are some times that God will tell you to do things that is unnatural. Things that you don't want to do. Amen. In fact, I have learned. I think I shared with you here a story before. I have learned that when you ask God to give you a particular characteristic, God gives you the opposite to test you. Amen? In fact, when you ask God, say, God, I want to love. God brings somebody who is unlovable in your path so that you can learn to love. Right? I, I've seen it so many times. Amen? You say, God, help me to love. Help me to have patience. And then God brings something in your life that is, that is so hard for you to, to, to have patience. Amen? You see, God never just gave you what you asked. He, br- he gives you an opportunity to demonstrate your skills in what He's teaching. Amen? So, so basically what the Bible is telling us, if we must serve God, then we must allow the Holy Spirit. I like what Corinthians says. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 10. The, I mean chapter 2 verse 10. The Bible says, no one knows the mind of God. You and I cannot comprehend cannot understand, cannot find them the depth that is in God. But the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit knows God. The Holy Spirit understands God. The Holy Spirit knows what God desires. And He, the Holy Spirit, can change you, transform you, and allow you to serve God the way God wants to be served. Amen? He can allow you just serve the way He wants to be served. Now, quickly. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm, I'm doing good. Amen. I'm doing good with time. Amen. Let's look at verse 3. Verse 3, the Bible says, For I say, through the grace that is given unto me, to every man, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has given to each man a measure of faith. Amen? Now, look look at what the Bible is saying. He's, Paul used two things there. He said, one, he said, Don't think about yourself more highly, but think soberly. Amen? In essence, what Paul was, Paul was addressing an inborn nature of uh, uh, um, human nature. As humans, our nature is to think about ourselves more highly than we ought to. It's to draw attention to ourselves as human. Amen. As you, you you, have a conversation, you're talking to somebody, and all of a sudden they decide to tell you their resume, they decide to let you know what they have done, what they plan planning to do, and all the different things. So sometimes, and, and sometimes they blow it out of proportion. Amen. Paul said, most of the time, human nature is that we think of ourselves. We think that we are better, we think that we, we, are, we, 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 we are high achievers, and so that we think about ourselves like that. Now, there's nothing wrong with you thinking about yourself in the context of what God wants you to think about yourself, but to think overthink about yourself is wrong. But then there is an opposite on the other extreme where people think about themselves. I've been warm I'm poor Oh me. I'm a sinner. I can't do anything. Um, I, if God doesn't do something for me, I'm, I'm going to die. Oh, I'm just so poor. I'm so hopeless. No, no. All of that's wrong also. Self-abasement and, 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 and depreciating or, or, or reducing yourself is wrong. Both of them are wrong. Paul said, think about yourself soberly. Say soberly. That means Think about yourself in, with measure to what God, how God thinks about you. And then he used the word, he said, because God has given to each one of us a measure of faith. Now, there are two ways scholars teach about that, that whole idea of measure of faith. One of it, it, says that God has given to every one of us faith. Amen? So every one of us has faith. So whenever we are thinking about ourselves or we are doing something, we need to understand that we can operate in faith as we work. But another way that scholars uh, render that particular measure of faith is that think about yourself with the standard of faith. Amen? So instead of using the measure or quantity of faith, look at the standard. And who is our standard of faith? Jesus Christ. Amen? So what the Bible is saying here, yeah, Paul is saying, don't think about yourself so highly, but think about yourself with Christ being your standard. Amen? Now, if I think about myself with Christ being my standard, then I will not complain that I'm better than somebody else. Hello? Amen? Then I will not say, oh, you know I serve God better than you. Eh? I mean, you you, you you not do anything. Because Jesus Christ it's the ultimate seven. If I think about if I measure myself to Jesus Christ, then I will have a healthy measurement. Then I will know where I am on the scale. Hello? Are you you say Amen? Sir, are you hearing me? Are you learning something this morning? Amen. Say Amen. Say I say, Neighbor, the stand up is Jesus. The stand up. Is Jesus. Not me. Not your friend. Not even yourself. The standard is Jesus. So we serve God like Jesus. He's the standard. Amen? So if we have that, then you and I will have a healthy standard to measure ourselves. Right away I know where I stand. I mean you can't you can't choose you can't figure out, you can't try to change it. You see, if I'm measuring myself with pastoralists, maybe I might be down, or maybe I might be up, maybe I might, maybe I might not know where I stand, but I'm measuring myself with That's why Paul said, don't compare yourself with each other, because when you do that, you just con- uh, 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 allow more ungodliness. But if we measure ourselves with Jesus Christ, I know exactly how Jesus served. There's no guessing work. There's no trying to figure out what's in the house. God spell it out. Amen. It is clear how Jesus served. And God is saying, that's how we serve. That's the standard. Amen. That's the standard. So if that's the standard, then we need to take inventory. We need to find out, am I measuring out to the standard? Hello. Am I close? Am I far? On the scale from 1 to 10, am I on 1 or am I on 5? Or am I trying to climb over 1? Amen. Or am I 9? I mean, some people can be 9. Amen. What am I? Where am I When on the scale? It's clear. The scale is there. You see, I, I did architecture and, 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 and engineering. And it is frustrating for a technical person if there's no skill. I mean for you to measure. If I come into this building and I'm trying to figure out how strong the foundation is, it is difficult if there is no measurement concerning the steel, the concrete, the rocks. If there is no measurement, it is difficult for you to figure it out. If I come and there is no beam and you look all through the roof and nothing, it's difficult to figure it out. If that's why, when you see some, there, there was a building in, I think, France, that the architects say you were just trying to do, do I mean, show forth the innovative uh, innovative nature of humans. And he just, I mean, the building has no purpose. The stairs going one way, the door going another way. I mean, you open a door, it leads to so nowhere. I mean, you're not going into a room, it's just like a long hall, and the hall just keeps going. There's no purpose for it. Amen? But you see, all of us will operate clearly if we know what the standard is. Even in your own profession. If there was not a nursing standard, or, 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 or accounting standard, or, 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 or administrative standard, if there was no standard, you wouldn't know what to do. If you go to school, How if your teacher says, Oh, you know what? We're taking a test. What are we studying? Why anything you learn. I mean, what what is the grade I mean, to pass? Well, um, today might be A, to, tomorrow might be Z. I mean, I don't know what what what's the standard we have no standard. What were you think? It's chaos. Jesus is our standard. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, this is the nitty gritty for the last few minutes. Let me hit, let me hit the nitty gritty. This is the this is the main aspect of what I want to talk about. The Bible says, in verse 4, For as we have many members in one body, and all the members have different functions or offices, so we be many are one body in Christ, and everyone members one of the other. What is he saying? God is saying in his church, it's just like the body, physical body. In your physical body, you have many members in your body. Right now, my mouth is doing most of the talking, right? But my hands moving. My feet moving. My eyes moving. I'm trying to look at you. I'm breathing in air right now. My heart is beating. All of these different things in my body right now, they are functioning. Some of them you can see, some of them you cannot. But if one of them stops functioning, I'll drop. Hello? Right? If my heart decides I'm taking a break, I'll take a break and be with the Lord. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. But you see, all of them, whether you see it or not, they are functioning. They have different offices. They operate. So in the body, God is so wise. God made your body diverse and unified. Diverse because it functions in different aspects. Unified because they work together as one. You see, God is so wise. That's why in the church, God has brought all of us here, giving us gifts, and God wants us to be diverse, but yes, flow as one. The Bible says, many members, one body. Many members, one body. Some of us can pray, well, some of us can teach, well, some of us can disciple and care for people, well, some of us can give, well, all of that, but we flow
0: as one.
1: Amen? Each one of us doing their part. Amen? That's what the Bible says. He said, even so we be many are one body in Christ Jesus and every member one of the other. Now, that word one of the other, the Bible is saying every member is benefiting the other. Oh, church. Oh, church. Oh, church. Jesus, help me. Help me with this. Every member in the church, in the body of Christ, was put there to benefit the other. I and mean, in essence, what God is saying, you were not brought to God's church for your own benefit. That's one way. I will look at it the other way. You were not brought, or the gifts and talents that God has given to you was not for your benefit. Hello? It's not for you to make money it's not for you to, to, to say, oh, I'm so gifted, I can sing, I can do this. No, no. It's to benefit the church. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why my heart in my body was not given primarily, the function it was it's given, was not given primarily for my heart. Amen. Because if my heart refuses to function, the entire body drops. Right? My brains were not given primarily for the brain. Right? Because what the brain does, the brain sends signals throughout my body. My feet were not given primarily for my feet. My feet carry my body. My hands were not given primarily for my hands. Hello? It was given to lift things up and bring food to my mouth. Amen? My face were not given primarily for my face. It was given so people can look at me and say, "Hmm, you look good." Amen. And not just on the face. How many of you people see you and say, "Oh, your face looks okay." They say, "No, you look good, right?" You say, "That that that girl. Oh, she's beautiful." And they say, "Oh, that girl's face is beautiful." No, they say that girl is beautiful, right? So the entire body receives the compliment because of the face. Amen. Now, if your heart decides to okay because I'm not getting the, the recognition, so I'm going to go on strike, you'll be dead. The face, no matter how beautiful the face, will probably look somewhere another way, right? The benefit of which God gave you the gifts and talents He gave you was for you to benefit the body of Christ. If we understand that, we will serve. God. Amen. That means also. And this is the flip side. That means God brought me here because somebody has something to help me. Amen? That means I am not complete. Hello? I cannot do it alone. I am not complete. I need your gift so that we, I, can, I can be whole. Hello? Amen? So that's why the Bible says the gifts are given for the benefit of the body. My ears, my eyes, my mouth, my. All of, when every portion of my body, every office, every organ in my body, when they are. When everyone is functioning to its maximum capacity, I'm healthy. Right? When one is not, I'm sick. Hello? You see the power of one. When one part of your body decides not to function, the body is sick. Basically, what the Bible is saying, they are gifts. And God is saying, do it. You know? That's a paraphrase. God is saying, He gave you gifts, you need to do it. That's why He said, right? He that prophesies, let him prophesy, right? If you are given a gift of prophesy, prophesy. If you are given a gift of teaching, teach. If you are given a gift of rulership, uh, a leadership, lead. If you are given a gift of showing mindset, show myself. That's what He said, right? You see that? So basically, what God is saying, if I give you a gift, and you're not using the gift, you're hiding the church, but actually you're hating me. Because who is the church? Jesus Christ. Right? Yes. You didn't get it? Let me say it again. God said, Okay, if he gives you a gift, okay, all of us have been given a gift. God has already made it clear. All of us have been given gifts, right? You have gifts, some of you. You you yet to to discover some of the things that you are capable of doing. Amen. But all of us have been given gifts. There are some things that you do well. In fact, I like to tell people this way if you don't know what you do well, just what you do it at your job, do it. Here. Hello? If you're typing at your job, we have what way for you to help type here. I'm telling you. We have a lot of things to say. Okay, if you are nice, that's showing mindset, that's caring. We have people here that need to be careful. Hello, accounting, you know the numbers, we have a lot. Amen. We can find something for you to do. Even if you say, oh, pastor, everything is taking, I can still find something for you to do. Amen. Just talk to me. If you don't know, I'll just talk to me. Within two seconds, I can let you know what you need to do. Just do what you are doing right now at your job. God is the one who gave you the skill to go to school, to learn what you learn. Amen? So use it. Amen? But this is what what, what, what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, I have given you gifts. I've given you talents. I've given you resources. I've given it to you for the benefit of my body. If you don't use it, you are hiding it. Because it is His body. Right? The church is Jesus' body. Amen? And because it's Jesus' body, whatever we do in church, you see, that's why I want us to understand. Whatever we do in church, child of God, we are doing it not to one another per se, but to the Lord. We are doing it to the Lord. Amen? If we understand that when I come to church, I come to meet the Lord. When I'm serving in church, I'm serving the Lord. When I'm ministering in church, I'm ministering to the Lord. When I'm I'm visiting and interacting with my friends, I'm doing this for the Lord. If we understand that whatever we do, we'll do it in light of this thing. Because He's the one who is doing it ultimately. Amen? I remember when I got born again. There was a, prior to me getting born again, I never, my, uh, I went to, to church, I went to confirmation class and all the different stuff that people go through, but I never took the time to learn the, the, the essence of my life per se. I never took the time to find out even what my name meant. Was. It wasn't important to me at the time, but when I, when I got born again, I realized my name. I knew my name was in the Bible because my mother told me that all the time your name is in the Bible is in the Bible. But when I got born again, I wanted to find out what was my essence. Why, why, did, why did my mother give me my name? What does it mean to be in, in, in And as I studied, I found out that the name means a I can still remember, I can still see myself that day when I read I that revelation. I said to God, God, I will live up to my name. I was serving. Amen. I remember there was another incident that happened in my life and I said to God, I said, God, there's nobody else serving you. You see, I wrote my name on the pattern. I've already signed the paper. I've already mailed it to Jesus. He has it. He has that country up in heaven. I am a servant of God. Amen. I serve God. I'm not looking for names. I'm not looking for recognition. I'm not looking for prestige. I'm not looking for royalties. I'm not looking for people to say, oh, you're." I'm just looking for an opportunity to serve. And that's why I try to do everything. Amen? But we need to understand that serving God is our natural response to the love of God for us. There is no crypto or gratitude and we can show God and let God know you love Him by serving Him. Jesus said it this way. He said, it's not the person who hear my word who is blessed. But it is the person who does. Amen. He said, the forgetful hearer is not blessed. But it is the doer that is blessed. Amen. It is you hearing this revelation, knowing, understanding what Jesus is about and then taking the steps and doing what God wants you to do. Thank you.
2: Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life, but your sins are separating you from God's abundant life. Therefore, he has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sins, so that you can experience forgiveness of sins and redemption from death and destruction. If you will accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you shall be saved and enjoy God's abundant life. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior.
3: Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. Please write or email us at Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory, Three Hundred Five Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandra, Virginia. 22309 or admin at Bethelva.com. We encourage you to join a good Bible-believing church so that you can serve the Lord with other believers. If you live in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. area, we invite you to worship with us at any of our services. On Sunday morning at 11 a.m., our Contemporary Worship Service. On Wednesday night at 8 p.m., our Bible study. And on Friday at 8 p.m. at our Intercessory Prayer Meeting. Thank you for joining us, and God bless you.
0: This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Bethel World Outreach Church, City of Glory. We are located on 8305 Richmond Highway, Suite 2A, Alexandria, Virginia, 22309. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m., Contemporary Worship, Wednesday at 8 p.m., Bible Study, and Friday at 8 p.m., Intercessory Prayer. For more information about Bethel City of Glory and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at BethelCityOfGlory.org or email us at admin. At Bethelva.com.